Hey boxers, we're coming at you super hot tonight with an exclusive interview with not one, but two of the voice actors from Gearbox's latest release, Borderlands 3. First off, the man who stepped up to the plate to voice Claptrap after the original voice actor was assaulted by Gearbox CEO Randy Pitchford, Kyle Sandin. Constant word vomiting. And the muscle-bound tink that identifies as a woman when voice acting, stealing the show as Ellie in the game, Brooks Nickel. That's right. You better step up here and catch a ride of this, sweetheart. Is that good? Yeah, that was really good. Oh, man. I've been practicing. Mm-hmm. Well, you're listening to What's in the Box, the Xbox News Reviews, Theories and Conspiracies podcast, and rounding out the group, I'm your co-host, Josh Hutton. Tonight, Hunter Seelock will be out. He is traveling for work. He should be back with us next week, so miss him. Hope he's having a blast. And I don't uh, miss him anymore. I think he's out with Ellie. Also, before we get too deep in this, I would like to stress that the uh, game has uh, little people in it that are called Tinks. This is not something that I personally <laughs> use uh, as a term for little people. Uh, yeah, yeah. Randy, P- Randy Pitchford farts in his employees' faces, so... No, you get you no. Get. No, was, is that somebody different? No, no. Well, I mean, who's listening to this shit for the accuracy? Come on, he's man. the he's the kitty squirt porn. Squirt oh, don't porn say it like guy. that. God, no, that's what it was on a USB drive. Uh, okay, well, yeah, they do that, and some people might th- not think it's right. That's he's the guy uh, that embezzled a bunch of money. We're gonna. PSA. And he's the guy that assaulted Claptrap. <laughs> PSA. There are little people called Tinks. And <laughs> Nogs. Yeah. Just I, if it comes up, I just don't want it's people not to think personal. I'm a real asshole. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> the people who made the game are Because we're, we're not. We're great people. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I, I, I go Thank to church swear. all the time. I we're very Christian. Yeah, very Christian. Um, I'm just, I'm just a good, good fella. Yeah, I've <laughs> never uh, even kissed anybody. I'm so pure. I, I <laughs> like to shake Jerusalem. hands at the I end of the day. I kissed that wall. Damn. Oh, mm-hmm. well, anyway, speaking of uh, Randy Pitchford, uh, Rainbow Six developers are threatening legal action <laughs> against hackers. <laughs> We're just we're just gonna keep going with phoning in the segments. <laughs> yeah. I thought that was a good one. Is it not? Um, I, I guess Speaking of it. Randy Pitchford, and then let's just talk about a completely different topic. <laughs> well, it's tied together with legal issues. Isn't that what segues are? They just well, have to have, I like, mean, something. maybe maybe if you had said speaking of legal issues. Or something like mm-hmm. that, it, you know. If you'd led yeah. with the connecting item, okay. this is we should this change the name of this to it's a teaching podcast, podcast to right. workshopping Brooks's <laughs> on podcast presence. <laughs> do you want to do you want to show where we loosely talk about video games, but just tear our buddy apart and tell him everything he does wrong? Well, you're really leaning on that tink body of yours, aren't you? Many paths to the center. All right, tell us about Rainbow Six. <laughs> Big problem with Rainbow Six um, has been a lot of the DDoS 
DDoS attacks, um, which essentially what I gathered from all this smart mumbo jumbo was that people either log in and hack into the game match server and slow down uh, the connection speed so that everybody else is lagging and they can't play. They quit out. Those people get you know, renowned and stuff like that without having to try. Um, and so they run about three games a server, and when they do that, they affect the game that they're in, and they also affect two more games on the server. Um, and it's really not a good time when it happens. So they've taken some steps. Um, one, they've identified some of these uh, major contributors, and they're sending cease and desist letters. Um, they're going to take legal action against these people that are doing it, and they're going to reduce their game load down to one game per server, which is kind of cool. The math in there, um, in the article, and this article is from Polygon, uh, says that just by reducing it down to one game a server, it'll drop the uh, impact from the DDoS tax by 66%, which is cool. Oh, yeah. Uh, nice. So that, and then I think they're going to go after some of these people, because they were talking about, you know, as a player, if you want to, you can go to, like, websites people for hire to do the DDoS attacks on your behalf while you're playing. And so it's just something that, you know, it it wow. takes away from the legitimacy of the game for people that are wanting to have fun or wanting to play and not doing this stuff. And so the fact that they're taking action to kind of stomp that out is it's a good move. I'm, I'm glad they're doing it because it's a fun game. Yeah, well, I was just going to say, I mean, this is a problem that plagues a lot of games, particularly mm-hmm. in, like, competitive playlists. Um Usually when people get, you know, up in those upper echelons of ranks, that's when it really starts happening. People are just trying to, it happens in Destiny, it happens in Rainbow, it's happened in previous uh, COD games. And generally, whenever you have the dedicated servers, it's less of a, it, it hardly happens. And so it's kind of weird to me that Rainbow has the problem it has, but... Yeah, I, I think like we're kind of getting into this era of really interesting like legal action in the digital space because you have more and more people who are trying to bring up lawsuits against like viewers and stuff who may release some of their personal information or may bully them or essentially, you know, if they're dating somebody, they might call into that person's work or something and harass that person. You know, I mean, like you have all yeah. these kinds of issues that are, are kind of new. With what was that one where the guy lost culture and streaming? Go ahead. He lost like a Call of Duty match or something, so he called the SWAT on the oh, other yeah. guy. Then, then the other guy ended up like dying, I think. Right. Yeah. Yeah. That was he recently. I can't remember what the he was found guilty. I can't remember what he ended up getting charged with. Yeah, for I want to say it was like ten years. Yeah, which isn't enough if you ask me, but. Yeah, it's, that that whole culture is super fucked. Yeah, I mean, we've talked about this so many times, and it's like such a weird thing to have to keep saying. It's like it's video games, dude. Like, it should right. be a sense of escapism. And, and I'm not saying it can't be competitive and you can't take it seriously. And you know, because I, I think you know, all of us can have a really good time playing competitive games. That challenge is, is satisfying when you you overcome some obstacle or a team that's really good. Getting to that point is so stupid. Uh, it's just not healthy. And it's it's very pervasive in the in the current culture. Um, speaking of pervasive, let's talk about what E three plans to do next year at its expo. <laughs> um, wow, Josh just gonna more toilet action. Keep phoning in those yeah segues. <laughs> oh, that was a great segue, bud. 
like top tier. <laughs> Don't call me bud, guy. Don't tell me, call me guy, friend. Uh, no, it wasn't a bad segue, but I mean, my pride made me say that. So go ahead, anyways. Uh, speaking of pride, E3 is <laughs> real proud of their uh, presentation deck for what they're proposing uh, for E3 next yourself. year. Speaking of going and fucking yourself, you're going to want to go and fuck yourself if you're at E3 next year because it's going to be so terrible. Uh, um, uh, so... They have this proposed pitch deck for next year's show mm -hmm. where they're really trying to bring in more celebrities and like athletes, uh, professional athletes to come in and play games in front of fans and trying to bring in like actors to compete in tournaments and things like that. Um, so having celebrities at E3 is not a new thing. You know, we saw Keanu Reeves uh, last year. Keanu. Keanu. <laughs> John Bernenthal was at E3. I mean, you, it's The Rock has been at E3. You've had people all oh, yeah. do this kind of stuff. But having them play in tournaments and stuff like that would be a, a somewhat new experience for the Expo. That'd be cool. And so that stuff is, like, fine. Like, I get that. The where it gets a little weird. So they're is that chick going to gonna be there selling her bathwater? No, Kyle. I'll ask her for you, bud. Uh, <laughs> uh, the buds. <laughs> I'm tired today. Um, <laughs> the um, so they they're proposing having an app for the expo where you could like essentially check in at different demo stations. So you'd have like an appointment to play an upcoming title that you're interested in, which is yes. fine to kind of reduce. So, mm -hmm. but the issue with the app is that they would then use this app to gather personal information to give to, um, vendors at the mm -hmm. show. Well, that's the game now. Use it. Oh, yeah. and, yep. And then on top of that, Vendors would have access to people while they're in line, and they're calling it um, like Q, like a like a a wait, right? Q, entertainment, and so having people like pitching you <laughs> their multi-level marketing scheme, trying to get you in their downline oh while you're just God. trying to play Last of Us Two, um, is. <laughs> Like it's just going to be all these people. It's just, it's just like this rampant consumerism bullshit. This just, it's just let people play games. Right. Let people just go. And the more they do this shit, like it, you kill any joy, any sense of of art that's tied to this. It just keeps getting muddied by this rampant consumerism and i realize everybody's got to make money everybody's got to do their thing mm -hmm. but this is how you drive people away and turn them off to whatever your product is this is not how yeah, you, yeah. you win people over this is just irritating and will feel like an invasion of your personal space i say i wouldn't uh, doubt if they make it like mandatory like if you to get into the e3 you have to like have that <laughs> what are you doing sir oh i'm waiting in line well no you're not you 
obviously don't have our app downloaded. <laughs> Did you know, do the app? Oh, no, nah, man, I was just, see, I wanted to do this thing. I wanted to play the game up here, so I was just going to wait in line. And mm-hmm. No, sir, you don't understand the 17 people behind you have the app downloaded. So you're going to need to download the app and then queue behind them. And while you're waiting, Mark at Sony Entertainment is going to tell you about their Blu-ray releases <laughs> <laughs> for the month of August. What's up, man? My name is Mark, man. We got some great <laughs> movies coming out. There's one about this surfing dog. I'm not going to say it's not a ripoff of Airbud. It's a ripoff of Airbud, but it's pretty fucking cool, dude. Anyway, Sharon's next. She's going to tell you about the cool new line of music that's coming out this summer from Gigaplex Media. Hi, I'm Sharon from Gigaplex. <laughs> no, that wasn't, that wasn't fitting you up. <laughs> have, have you ever heard of the band... <laughs> Eat my ass. They uh, have a great is. new album coming That's out. That's what happens. That's some yep. sort of metal. <laughs> uh, well, they're actually <laughs> indie folk <laughs> band. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's they're from Portland. Yeah. But like um, I said, we're in the timeline, man. We're in the idiocracy timeline. Mike Judd. Oh, yeah. It's gonna be right again. It's happening. Yeah. It's gonna be thirty years, there's gonna be like masturbation stations at these things. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Yeah. Well, I, yeah. <laughs> you finally can go fuck yourself at E3. <laughs> the go fuck yourself station. <laughs> Take it away, Mark. <laughs> now, if you want to use the go fuck yourself station, you're going to have to watch this brief 30 second trailer for uh, the upcoming Assassin's Creed. Well, can I skip this trailer? Yeah, you just skip it by watching this 45-second trailer here. Oh, okay. Yeah. I'm just trying to get to the masturbation station, dude. <laughs> Fuck, dude. It's ridiculous. Did you sign up for the app? <laughs> oh, there's an app? <laughs> yeah, if you scan this QR code with your phone. Mm-hmm. Oh, my God. Dude, I... know. Uh, it seems like... I mean, I, 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 don't, I don't agree with the... The app and don't you defend this, Brooks? I'm no siding with these capitalist dogs. Every podcast, you're like, Oh, it's cool, they're just making money, they're playing the game. Nah, dude, they're vile, Mm -hmm. they are disgusting, man. They're so vile, man. Like, just makes me sick, dude. Thank you. I think, I think, honestly, like, I get the influencer part i don't think turn the whole thing into an influencer what they said something in there about maybe making the first day like that oh yeah yeah yes i get it i mean that's understandable that's cool you're trying to bring it into a you know even more exposure as far as hey look these people are into this this video game thing you can too i mean uh, it hasn't been that long ago that they opened it up to the public i mean what was that 2017 or something because it was always just a a press event yeah i want to say like three years ago Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, which God, dude, can you imagine being a member of the media and, and then like now you have to deal with all this bullshit where it's just like industry <laughs> people that you were. Yeah. yeah, some poor some poor guy was like, oh, you know, this is my my fourth year at E three. I really like it there. It's awesome. And then he showed up and it was a shit show. Yeah, just, just furries everywhere. Furries everywhere. Uh, I thought the same thing. Uh, <laughs> I was the same fucking thing. Uh, like, you two are like, like, oh, I'm going to go in here. Now. I'm just going to go in here and learn about some video games. My God, is that a man dressed as a horse? <laughs> uh, uh, <laughs> Calling on this fucking editor. I can't, I can't do it, Bill. I can't do it. I don't. I 
<laughs> I'm out of touch with these kids. Ah, <laughs> uh, shit. I'm sure it'll be whatever is uh, most financially delicious for those that put on E3. Which means it's probably bad for us. Probably. Speaking of bad for us, Kyle, why don't you talk about how bad the amount of time we're going to spend on the Call of Duty Modern Warfare beta <laughs> be. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Fucking weak. Okay, so let, let Brooks time. have one. Let Brooks have one. Okay. Okay. Um, speaking... No, fuck you. Okay, whatever. Let's go. <laughs> Speaking of fuck you, Modern Warfare says fuck you to Ghost Recon. Says we're coming out this weekend. <laughs> it's there it is. All right. All right. <laughs> is that documented? I like that. Uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah. This upcoming Saturday, the 20th, you can uh, play the beta. I, I see here there's an open beta for early access if you pre order, which is already going on, but it's only on the PS4. Yeah. yeah, you can you can play on Xbox today, but it was like one day, which is so weird. To really? me. Like, oh, okay. you pre-ordered, you can play early by Congrats. day. Yeah, I don't know. It's we insane. value your purchase. <laughs> I uh, I snookered a beta code. I did not actually pre-order the game, but I used this handy dandy website called CD Keys to play those betas. Shout out nice. to sponsor, sponsor CD Keys. Um, Actually, There's I don't want to claim them as a sponsor. I think they're having some legal <laughs> trouble. Yeah. Oh, no. <laughs> Bring it all on top. Let's throw some celebrity <laughs> off. Take it back. <laughs> Pitchford's going to be knocking our fucking door down any minute. Yeah, dude. His lawyers, I should say. Yeah. Uh, Prove me wrong, Randy. Prove me wrong, Randy. <laughs> Maybe it would be Randy. Yeah. yeah. Show, show, me, show me the contents of that USB, Randy, if you're so... So confident. Let's let's go. Clap traps ass. Don't think I won't beat yours. Yeah. So anyway, I played. I only played one round of it because I was trying to finish Borderlands today, and I think it feels really good. Um, yeah. I think it's gonna yes. it's gonna be a shift for sure. It's not uh, gonna be quite as run and gun as the last few years have been in Call of Duty for sure. Um, what uh, you have to check what so mode many was available to play. Uh, they have several, and I think the the like ground war, which is like the thirty two versus thirty two, opens up tomorrow. I don't think that was active okay. today. Okay. So um, there's like headquarters, TDM, yeah, domination. Usually. Yeah, mm-hmm. um, and I don't know how many maps are in rotation. So see, see, I see here it says crossplay between consoles and PC. Mm-hmm. Did you know? Did you notice any like? I did, yeah. PC so players, like you can do PC and games. Sony, yeah. I was yeah. playing against both of them. Uh, PC only plays with you if they're playing on controller, uh, but okay. Call of Duty will also have keyboard support on the consoles, so you can play against PC with keyboard and mouse if you would like on your PS4 or Xbox One. Um, that's cool. You know, I, I think yeah, that's fair. Okay. I mean, the only potential issue with that, and this is an issue with just people have high-end PCs versus people who don't and who are playing on PC. It's just, if you have a high-end PC, you're going to have, you know, more frames per second. And, oh, yeah. you know, that, that gives you an, an advantage um, to a degree. And so um, that's still something you'd have to consider even with controller versus controller. But hmm. um, I didn't, I didn't feel like I was getting any kind of disadvantage, you know, 
it wasn't like, oh god, that dude's just melting me every time. Um, yeah, I, I did well, but like it was, it was kind of tense. It um, feels good. Weapons feel really solid. The sound is incredible. I did a really good job on the sound design. Um, awesome. Yeah, I, I think it'll be fun. I think we're all going to die a hell of a lot more than we've probably died in Call of Duty lately, and so it'll probably irritate everyone. And uh, I don't buy see it. that. Um, but I thought it felt really good. It's something somewhere between like Rainbow and probably Black Ops Two or something, because there's still a little, little touch of the arcade. Like, how do I get this beta? Um, well, since we game share, I would imagine that you might already have it in your library to download. Yeah. Otherwise, um, yeah, you just go to the store and type it in. You got to type uh, in open beta with the title, I believe. I was seeing earlier. But yeah, because either way, it is available for. Um, preload even if you can't access it tonight. Oh, okay. Hells yeah. Yep, yep. Speaking of preload, Ghost Recon <laughs> has that as well. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Do you remember when there's their preload? <laughs> <laughs> I was like, where is he going with this? Yeah. What's... Yeah. Is there preload uh, already up? I guess the, I mean, area of the closed. The twenty fourth, yes, twenty fourth, for preload on Ghost Recon, and then you can play it the twenty sixth. I'll, I'll hop into Otherwise, that again. I, I wasn't super thrilled with it, but in the closed beta, but I don't know, playing with a group of people, and, and I didn't try PvP or anything, so it you know might be better. I don't know. They've got. And they've got Little Wayne in a trailer, like, <laughs> like they're they're throwing all the the chips on the table. Weezy Weezy F baby ain't gonna let you down. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so speaking of bringing celebrities, and it's just like, why? Why'd you have to do that? <laughs> why not? Like, it actually makes me not want to play it. Kind of, to be honest. Why? Little Wayne's a big gamer, dude. It does. It does make me nervous sometimes when people bring in celebrities because it makes me go, "Oh fuck, is your game bad?" Yeah, <laughs> like, like <laughs> you really have to go this, yeah stretch of marketing to like, uh, like put perfume yeah. on. The no, it's like your game's either game. your game's either going to be bad or it's either going to be really good. There's yeah. no like middle of the road game with the celebrity, right? Yeah, I think so it's, it's really just bad like, ones and really think, good ones. Yeah, has Ubisoft ever done that though? Like a like having the celebrity Not in the trailer is very much like a Activision and Call of Duty type of thing. Oh yeah, but I can't think of a Ubisoft game off the top of my head that used a celebrity no. in their trailer before. Very odd. So yeah. it might be a See, bad goes... game. I'll give it a whirl, I suppose. Yeah. Yep. Try it out. I doubt it. <laughs> I, doubt it. <laughs> I didn't <laughs> think it was one. bad. I just. Wasn't feeling it. It just doesn't seem like. I mean, there's so much shit coming out. It just doesn't seem like it's right. what I would want to sink that much time into. But speaking of things that I think are worth sinking your time into, Borderlands Three, um, and out of the gate on this review, we'll kind of talk about some of the issues with the game. I, I would like to end. <laughs> let's go negative kind of first, and and we'll kind of touch on maybe some issues as we're going through, but. Um, we'll, we'll end on the positive notes because I do think it's a, a very Maybe fun, not. very good game. And I'll Spoonful of sugar at the end, yeah, baby. Um, but but they have had some some issues, and so I I'll talk about 
this part a little bit, and I'm probably going to toss it to one of you guys kind of go over gameplay, if that's cool. Um, but the Excellent. on the graphics and performance, I like when, when I loaded in, I was playing single player. I didn't mess with any of the settings, and I thought it looked sharp. You know, it's still that classic cel-shaded style. It looked really nice. Um, I have a 1X, and so like it was, it was in 4K. It looked solid. Uh, one thing I would definitely stress if you have a 1X is go into your visuals tab in the settings and prioritize frame rate over resolution, and then max out your field of view. When you max out the field of view, the game just looks so much better. You feel like you're moving faster. Like you can see more of your enemy. <laughs> like it, it's just, it feels better um, in just about every way. And then one reason to prioritize frame rate is particularly when playing co-op, we would have frame drops. I did anyway. I think I was having them more than you were, Brooks. Um, yeah, I mean, I had some. I had some pretty rough patches too. Like vehicles, like when you're driving, really? it, it would drop really bad a lot of times in co-op. And then you were in like an area with a lot of enemies, and because so many of these these characters have all these abilities that create all these different visual effects and. And grenades are going off and all these different elemental burns and stuff on the weapons. You have all these different colors and all this stuff happening on the screen and it just would start sputtering, basically. Was um, this when you were playing with me, too? Because, like, I don't remember any of this happened. It was guys, not but... so bad. Like, it was, I was getting it whenever all three of us played. But when it was just you and I, Kyle, I tr tried shifting those settings and then I didn't have as much trouble. I still had trouble in the vehicles on occasion. Mm. I, don't so I didn't notice it when it was yeah. three of us either. But Yeah, well, I've, I keep hearing the the like original Xbox and the One S are actually running it much better than the One X for whatever reason. It's just not <laughs> calibrated correctly <laughs> for that. Says, I don't know that's what so the deal weird. is. Yeah, oh, um, but that's I've heard a lot of people say that. Um, but they've had issues with split screen. Um, people are saying it's it's almost unplayable. The frames are really, really bad in split screen. Um, Gearbox said they have a patch coming soon for that. And then I have ran into a few glitches in the game. So I played with friend of the show, Jay, last night. And we fought like one of the first kind of major bosses. And both of us got trapped in the floor during the boss fight. And couldn't move. <laughs> so that was awesome. Mm. And then we had this one just like random NPC that we needed for a mission. Like he's like kind of a brawler guy that was assisting you. I don't even remember at what point in the game it was. Probably somewhere in the middle. But he um, he like got his arm caught in like a like a fire barrel. And it, it kept burning him, and he would just get down. <laughs> and you'd try to revive him because you needed him for the mission, and he would just oh, go down man. again immediately. And so you had all that kind of stuff. Um, if you try to matchmake for some of the other activities in the game, like Cistern of Slaughter or Proving Grounds, um, and if like you don't match in a normal amount of time and you cancel it, sometimes the prompt will stay up, even if you quit out to the main menu. Hmm. And it won't go away. It just constantly stays on your screen, even That's though you funny. canceled matchmaking. Um, so there's there's some issues there. But what what did you guys think so far of of just kind of the the core gameplay mechanics? I mean, I loved it. Uh, I mean, it felt like Borderlands with a little sure. bit of an upgrade, um, which is cool. I, agree. Uh, yeah. I mean, it was the same formula, you know, just kind of like when we review, reviewed uh, Gears. 
Same thing there. It's the same formula. You know what you're going to get. Uh, I felt like they were pushing the comedy a little too much. Yeah. It was, like, yeah, it was almost sure. too much thrown at me, like right at the beginning. I was like, oh, okay, okay. Yeah, I think, I think, I mean, I don't disagree with you, but as far as just like the mechanics of the gameplay, you know, it, the shooting's there. Um, the movement's still there. They've improved on the movement, in my opinion, but with the sliding and, um, you know, you can mantle. And then you have That's the, new? the I ground pound melee mechanics. Yeah, the sliding's new. Um, mantling's Oh, new. yeah. Great addition. Uh, I love how when you jump from one thing, like, up, you can hold down and, and kind of grab onto it now, too. Makes mm-hmm. it in some other areas uh, better. So it, it makes it a little as far as verticality, um, which is neat. Um, and then, you know, the leveling up system is still there. Um, I think it's a lot better in this one. Um, and I think at the same time, I know Josh struggled a little bit with a character that he had picked when we hit like level 13 or 14. He was like, ah, I kind of want to play a different character because yeah. they do give you way more of these unique character builds um, within those three or four playable characters because. I mean, you can really do some wacky stuff, but there's not really a lot of definition or guidance yeah. on that. So you can kind of burn yourself at the end of that. I think like Amara and Flack are pretty well defined. Like, I think you can look at their skill trees and go, okay, if I blend these things here, this would probably make a pretty good build. Mm-hmm. I think those are, are pretty well done. Like, you know, their roles. The, uh, the Zane character. He can be almost like pure support, or he can be like a glass cannon, super high DPS, and just die all the fucking time. Um, <laughs> and that one, like, I think that glass cannon build is probably really great in end game. But as you're trying to level and just get through stuff, it's not always the best because um, you it's it's very high risk, high reward kind of play until you get toward the end and you, you start to have you know weapons and armor that's going to keep you up um you can sustain a little bit more damage but um yeah i i would suggest anybody that that's playing it look at like character builds for everybody like do a little research because i i did find a zane build that's really fun um that kind of saved the game i think for me because i like you said brooks i was at a point where i was like this fucking sucks like i do not enjoy playing this guy yeah well and it's important because they all play quite differently i mean it's a it's a gift and a curse if you jump in do you might not enjoy a character but at the same time if you know what you want you can pretty well find it within what they've offered yeah because they everybody has the three trees and you can kind of blend the trees um and do some really unique combinations. Which, Flack is cool. You should play Flack. It's coolest. Each one of his trees, you get a different little pet you can summon. Uh, and they, there's some really cool Do you cool get stuff. to name them? Uh, no, but their names aren't terrible, except for one. I can't remember what the really bad one's name is. One of them's like Mr. Chu, which is cool. One and of them was uh, like oh. Brood something. That yeah. sucked. Yeah, I was like, I think the... <laughs> The, uh, you get this little thing that carries around like a pistol or machine gun or shotgun, uh, <laughs> which is he's a wacky little thing. And then you get like one of those ants um, with like a drill on his arm. So there's some there's some really neat playability with this new group of characters. Uh, is there really like an assassin build like with zero? Um, you, 
I don't think it's as satisfying as zero. Gotcha. Um, Zane is as close as you're going to get. And he, the thing that's fun with him is you can stack all of these buffs for like weapon damage and movement speed and reload speed and couple it with a drone and then your clone and stuff. And then you can have the clone and the drone also like dropping grenades. So you don't even run a grenade. You basically have those guys do the grenades for you. And you can get a perk where sometimes you shoot a grenade at random with That's your weapon. In the and so it's, it becomes kind of this, you're bouncing around real quick because you get buffs by switching to wherever your clone's at, phasing over there. Um, it's, 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 it's one that I think requires quite a bit of practice just because it's, it's like a build that you have to almost find the rhythm of it uh, to make it work. And if you mistime something, then your cooldowns are off and then you're just stuck being weak as fuck with nothing to kind of buff you. Yeah. Um, and and that's where you run into issues is you got to kind of nail that rhythm with him, which is, which is cool. I mean, like I, I, that's, that's satisfying to me. It's just not something that you're going to immediately be good at. Like it's, it's going to take practice. But no, I, I think overall I was, I was satisfied with just kind of the core gameplay mechanics. I mean, I think again, like we said with Gears of War Five, uh, it's it's what it's always been, um, oh, yeah. and it's and that's good. It's a good formula. So if you're into any of the previous installments, you'll like the way that that this one plays. Um, more on what Kyle was saying, though. Uh, yeah. Campaign. I don't know. The more I played it, the less a lot of the stuff bothered me. I do think the start of the game is bad. Like the pacing's bad. They front load too many shitty jokes, like Kyle said. And so the first, like, I don't know, three to five hours, not good. And that's that's a, that's a, that's a substantial amount of time to not have mm. good content, you know. Um, that's enough for a lot of people to stop playing. And I was almost about to be like, ah, I'm not going to keep playing this. Like, I, I was kind of over it. And I finally unlocked enough kind of perks for the character to kind of make it a little more interesting just from a gameplay mechanics. I was like, ah, I'll stick it out. I think after that, kind of the midpoint of the game, you start to kind of see the pieces come together a little bit. And it's not a complicated storyline by any means. And you you can see where it's going from a thousand miles away. Like it's it's very predictable. But the mission structure and kind of how the bosses start becoming more challenging and stuff like that, like it, it does create a nice sense of momentum, I would say, as you keep playing through. Um, it's... 23 chapters in the game in the main story um and so i think it's around 25 to 30 hours to complete i didn't look at my total play time but i didn't fuck with um side missions really i played a couple but ellie. i didn't play many oh <laughs> <laughs> yeah i did not fuck ellie i did not oh. um, <laughs> but i uh oh, man. i think it was level 34 when i finished the game um, and the cap is 50. And so one thing, one issue, you know, aside from the dialogue just being really shitty, is you have these two villains who are always, like, live streaming and stuff. Or there's this sense Ugh. of performance and, like, a very heavy-handed critique of, like, streamer culture. And it just, just doesn't work. It's just irritating. And um, then, like, all of the supporting cast characters, none of them are particularly likable. And... and and everybody's kind of cracking these stupid jokes all the time. And so there's these moments where the game tries to like 
quickly shift to like an emotional turn or like a sense of camaraderie or whatever. And it feels so forced and out of place. And and I do think the game needed more of that, needed a little bit more emotional gravity, needed to blend it a little more subtly or something because the, that relentless juvenile sense of humor for so long, is just brutal. Um, (laughs) But, but when they try to pull out of it, like it, it feels really forced and, and, just doesn't work like the I, I won't spoil the end of the game but it's better not let's just say uh this girl is on fire plays during the end credits and it is like one of the dumbest fucking <laughs> i was just like what the <laughs> fuck like the actual song yeah that's the actual song and and oh, I'm the, fucking in. i love it i'm in that's great yeah and um, one one other thing that I thought was really weird is your character's not in any of the cutscenes, and this causes some like weird moments. Like there's there's one part oh, where that's right. a supporting character yeah. dies, and there's a young girl who's close to the supporting character, and she's very upset, right? Like she has this emotional reaction in this scene or whatever, and you come out of the vault and you go to talk like talk to her. But the game so often has like the random chit chat happen before you get to the actual like dialogue prompt for the mission. And so, like, she's this this person's just been butchered. And it's like when you spawn in, it's like you're right by her. And you're like, holy fuck, was my character just standing here the whole time to do jack shit? And then this girl, like, you walk up to this girl who's just been like, have, like screaming and is upset. And she goes, like, she says some dumb line. She's like, I remember when. Mara and I hung out and what? Blah, 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 blah. Oh, and then you get to like talk to her and she's like, oh my God, they killed me. You know, it's like, oh, fuck. That's so like, there's several moments like that where it's uh, like, God damn it. But uh, one thing I do think they did well with the villains is, is really just like their proximity to you throughout the game. You see them often, which I think a lot of video games, they, they kind of do this like kingpin structure with their villain where you don't even really see the main villain until you get almost at the end of the game, which I think doesn't make for a very satisfying final fight. Um, no, great movie. but Yeah, <laughs> final fight, great movie. Um, oh, no, I meant kingpin. Oh, yeah. That, uh, I just wanted that to be acknowledged. Bill fucking Murray. Good movie. Mm-hmm. Yeah, final fight was a great video game. Um, Bill Murray was in a video game. Yeah, oh, Ghostbusters. He played uh, Hagar, the guy that went Hurrah! whenever he did that little spin punching move. Final Street fight. Fighter. Final fight. Final fight. Final Fantasy featuring Bill Murray. Bill Murray's also Murray. in Final Fantasy Ten, I think. The yeah, ten point two or whatever. Yeah. Really. <laughs> yep. <laughs> um, so I think that was good. Um, you guys talked to me a little bit about about how you feel about the loot in the game because I'm probably going to go on like a wacky, geeky riff, and I need you guys to interrupt that flow. So I'm, I'm not just okay. Do I need to interrupt it now? Please interrupt my flow, Kyle. <laughs> no, I did want to ask. Like, did you hit like? Because I, I saw on Reddit where a guy was pissed, you know, was like, oh, we got 3 billion guns, but then you only have like a 50 uh, capacity in your like, vault. Did you, did you hit, hit, hit um, that capacity at any point? I didn't really, like, I'm not at a, since I'm not, not at a the, hoarder. 
I'm not, and then I'm not at max level. So for me, everything's disposable right now, you know, yeah. like until I hit 50, which I, which is something that kind of bums me out. I do wish the game had some sort of infusion system because, man, I had this I Jacobs agree. revolver that I fucking loved and I would have just kept using forever. But it becomes irrelevant at a point, you know, and then it's like, fuck, I hope I find that again, you know. And I'm sure there's yeah. like a legendary variation of it or whatever, but um, that kind of stuff kind of sucks in my opinion. But I think um, my general opinion of the loot, Burks, interrupt my flow. What's your somebody? What do you guys think of the loot so far? I didn't think it was bad. Um, I it felt like Borderlands. I mean, there was some more cool little additions to guns that would, you know, the your ability to change. Um, to cycle different fire modes and some of those, yeah. you know, our quicker tasers or, I mean, I rocked yeah. for three or four levels. I rocked a uh, really cool assault rifle that flipped the barrel spun over and it was like a four shot shotgun. Oh, wow. Uh, and it was, nice. it was neat. I liked it. There's, you know, it's still, I get so overwhelmed in any of these games because of the inventory management. Cause I'll see something and I'm like, I'm gonna pick that up real quick and look at it later. And then, oh, you're full. And so then you stop. And now you're not playing for like six minutes because you're going through your, I don't know. I'm sure that it, it, like that. any Borderlands <laughs> game, it does get a little bit easier as you get your backpack and stuff like that. Um, but no, I, I enjoyed the loot. I didn't think it was bad by any means. I'll agree with yeah. you on the node that like Destiny 2 where you can infuse a weapon and bring it up to your current level. It would be nice to do that because I've got some guns I really like right now that... I know I'm level 13. They're not yeah. going to be useful in two or three levels. Sure. And I'd like to carry them on, but, you know. And I think they also probably do that because of the amount of guns that they have, because you never know. Sure. Maybe I find something better now. Right. Grabbed if I could have just kept that one and, you know. Yeah. Kept I guess it's, it's it. their, yeah, they, they have it for a way to, like, force you to, like, try out these other guns. So just sticking with the same one and then yeah. not trying out other weapons. Yeah, but there are some heavy-handed winners. Yeah, yeah, and, and they they have some. They have a good blend of like um, farmable legendaries and stuff, where it's like, oh, that only drops from this boss or this random guy who's at this part of the map. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Which is good because then you can be intentional. You can go, okay, I might have gotten that during the campaign, but I know I can go back when I beat yeah. it and I hit max level and I can farm for that weapon again. That kind of stuff is good, and I, I wish there was a little bit more of that. And I agree with you, Brooks. I think they're like I think Destiny and Borderlands would both really benefit from ripping each other off, because Borderlands nails it with its generosity, and also with like you were talking about the different variations of what the weapons do. Yeah, you know, in Destiny, it's like you 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 basically default to weapons that have kind of damage buffing perks, and that's it. Whereas in this game, you go, okay, this gun can switch to a shotgun, or this gun can tase, or this gun has, you know, smart bullets, or whatever, you know, like, yeah, yeah, whatever, you know, it's very unique and original. It's a lot of fun to to try out different stuff. And and Destiny, I think, should probably move in that direction. I think that would be good for the game. Um, and, And, you know, the fact that, oh, look, you know, you can be generous and it doesn't hamper, you know, a player's mm-hmm. want to keep keep playing the game. And I, I think both games do pretty good with having like a synergy between like weapons and armor and abilities and stuff. I think Borderlands, you can be a lot more in depth with it. 
So kudos to them. Um, but I think the major drawback and where Borderlands really needs to borrow from Destiny is intentionality. Like, why am I doing this? And I, I realize you could ask that about any video game, right? Like, ultimately, you'd be like, mm -hmm. why the fuck am I playing this game? <laughs> What's the end goal here? I get that. But uh, I keep thinking, I, I saw this um, interview with the game director for Destiny 2, uh, Luke Smith, on a, a Kind of Funny Games. And they were talking about, you know, their philosophy for designing content and destiny. And he said, you know, we look at it like we build mountains and encourage mountain climbers. And so we create these difficult challenges. So players, when they reach that peak, you know, they're going to fail. They're not going to make it, you know, on the first try probably. But once they reach that peak and they come down from the mountain, you know, they have this cool armor, they have these cool weapons. And when they come down from the mountain, they're at the tower, they're wherever people go, holy shit, where did the guy, that guy get that stuff? You know, and it kind of creates this sense of like, oh man, I want to try to go for that too. Um, and what that and, guy vapes. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> um, but Probably drives a Kia. He, he does. Um, and I'm uh, sorry. And well, I mean, I, I think that that's what you want in this type of game, though. You want some sort of aspirational content that justifies you spending a bunch of time trying to maximize a loadout. Like, I could have the most perfect loadout in Borderlands, but what am I using it for? I think farming bosses. Like, I mean, there's no. I think they'll raid. get there. There's I mean, no, like, yeah. I know, I know, past Borderlands games, there's been bosses where you actually like, have to cooperatively play with people to like take them down. Sure. I, I think they'll get there. Yeah, somewhat. Yeah, yeah not to Destiny's capacity. Sure, and they don't really have mechanics built into the game either. And I know that that can be a mixed bag. You know, some people don't really like the mechanics of a raid or something. That's the part they don't like. They just want to shoot shit. I get that, but um, I think it takes away from potential depth um, for the game as well. But it's I, a double-edged sword, though. With more with more depth like that, there has to become some sort of you know currency involved you gotta pay for that for continued support that way right sure sure yeah and yeah, I mean, if they're gonna keep just, making content then they have to you know justify it and i just don't that's doesn't feel like what borderlands has ever done yeah and so well well i think you can pair the games in certain capacities you can't in others sure i but agree i also don't like that destiny 2 comment from that guy. Why is it taking 12, 12 gameplay hours to get this gun? Well, man, we just oh, we, we just go mountains, right? And we inspire climbers, bro. And if you're not a climber, don't get on the mountain, dude. Yeah, well, I think it's different types of players. I mean, I, I like that. I like that challenge. And that's like, why... You know, Borderlands, it's like I get so much shit that do, eventually do it's any... just all shit. You know what do, I mean? Do you like, like that when you're trying to get Astroverse site or whatever that one yeah, thing is? Or yeah. What's man, the next thing you're trying to get there? Yeah, I, I mean, yeah, I mean, it, it can be. But the, that's why Destiny Two has lasted, mm -hmm. continue to to last until they decide to do something different. It'll still oh, have exactly. a player base. And Borderlands is not something that's going to be. I mean, people are going to talk about it for a couple months. People are going to play it. It'll be good. People will like it. It'll get reviewed well, and that'll be the end of it. People will go back to. I mean, we said this in a previous episode. Yeah. Oh yeah. People will go back to. Game. Yeah, it's not a live service game. Exactly. Yeah. It's just it's it's easy to compare because that mechanic is is 
there are several games that use that mechanic. That's pretty well the reward is loot, it's weapons. Yeah. And so it's easy, you know. It, they're different. They're the same but different. Yeah. That's right. <laughs> it's a fact. I, I don't still know. think they'd both be better if they ripped each other off. Because like with uh, Destiny, what? if Destiny was more generous, because you're chasing like specific roles on weapons. So they don't yeah. really need to limit weapon drops because they could drop a you know, you could have a guaranteed weapon to drop every time you ran a nightfall, right? Whatever that exclusive weapon is tied to that nightfall. It could drop every time because the roll is going to be random on it. And it may take you 50 tries to get the roll you want. But that's going to feel a lot less shitty if you're getting that gun every time and going, hmm, that's a little bit better than that last roll. Still not quite what I want. That's a better thing than playing it even 30 times and only seeing it twice, you know? <laughs> like, mm-hmm. <laughs> even if you got the roll on the second one, like, and even though it might have ultimately been fewer runs, if you were just like, oh. I'm not getting anything from this, which is how a lot of their content has been. I think a lot of that's about a change, but yeah, that's grinding, grinding, grinding. Yeah. I was about to say, if they could like, instead of using gamers time, hours of time, do it to where you can do like more hard mechanics, but not like put so much freaking time into it. Yeah. I'm busy, man. I'd love to put more time into it, but I can't. Yeah, and, and the issue is a lot of times whenever they do harder mechanics, you have to put in the time to have the gear. You know what I mean? Like yeah. even, and so even if it was just like, oh, okay, I'll just run this on a harder difficulty or whatever, you still had to gear up for that difficulty. You know, that's still going to take mm-hmm. you know on oh, that yeah. game, and which yeah. sucks. You know, um, but and I, I I do think again, I, I I would still like to see something. And and they still have DLC coming up and stuff for Borderlands and like Kyle said they've they've added in the past on Borderlands two in particular those those challenges and stuff I just think they need a better loop because Destiny is like finish a campaign now the actual game begins get gear you want go do a raid get sick shit go and kill people with it in the Crucible get a Crucible pinnacle weapon frag out more in pve streamline the whole fucking thing get more you know what i mean like it kind of feeds into itself and borderlands kind yeah. of gets this this full stop that i don't think is necessary because i think it's a great game it has all the mechanics has really in-depth mm-hmm. builds and i'd love to see payoff for those builds because i enjoy the game so much i think it's a ton of fun um i, I would i'd love to see Deeper in-game content because I'd like to maximize shit out and have. I get there. I mean, Disney to do it. T- took time to you know release sure. all those. Uh, to that, that that raid wasn't like automatically with the game when it came out, was it? Uh, Leviathan was pretty. The first one for Destiny Two was pretty quick. But like, if you go back D One, yeah. Vault of Glass was what probably three months or something. Yeah, 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 yeah. There wasn't much of a reason to play D One. Um, initially, that's a good point. Yeah. Anyway, I, I think the game. Though- yeah, I think it's great. I think it's a great game. I, I honestly think of all the games we've reviewed this year, I've had the most fun playing this one, despite the I, issues yeah. it has. I, I, I think it's been just junk food. Like, it's just been delicious. Right. I think um, you compared it earlier to what? Gears. Video game yeah. junk food. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Tasty. Yeah, it's, yeah. And, and it's hard. It's good. It's very good. Um, you know, it's, God, like I said before, it's the same. You jump in. 
and it's just a lot of ultra violence. And if you're and not the humor, I like the humor too. Yeah, it's. it's I, I said it was funny. too much, but you know, it's. It's it's it still has moments. Just, yeah. yeah so there's just sometimes where it's, yeah. it's just drilled into you, and you're like, ah. But overall, yeah, it's still it's still a romp. Yeah, it sure is, Brooks. I know. <laughs> I've enjoyed it too. How about y'all? Well, Sorry, I'm trying to review to of do it. this to keep background noise. To... Yeah. Well. No, like I said, it's 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 a lot of fun. If you like Borderlands, you're gonna like it. And that's yeah. that's all there is to it. Indeed. No, I, I think if you just like even looter shooters, if you like Diablo, I think you'd like it. I mean, I, I think oh, it yeah. scratches that itch very well. Um, anywho, well, boys, that's a wrap. Bricks, why don't we end this episode as we end every episode by telling the good folks at home what's in the box? Well, in the box this week is another beautiful giveaway for the guests. Goes with our, uh, you know, season pass if you've uh, been enjoying that then <laughs> you're gonna love this next service um so boxers let me ask you a quick question first service. You know, are, are, are things going good for you in your life maybe not great but you know pretty medium medium pace you're finding yourself in situations where you're like i did a good thing there i handled that well and you're also thinking man i'm just flying a little too close to the sun i need someone to just bring me down well Coming exclusively to you, exclusively to you, we're gonna send Kyle and Josh out there, and they're just gonna, you know, nitpick every every little every little action you have, every little step you, um, and leave you leave you feeling very humbled once again. Uh, so we'll be looking for a release date for that. Um, if you've already got the season pass, it's gonna come free to you. Um, if not, maybe it'll incentivize you to pick up that season pass again. Uh, but just know that your hopes will be dashed very soon. If you'd like to make more money, we've got a bunch of options for that as well to, to really add more income to your life. <laughs> yeah, Kyle will get juiced up on Monster now. <laughs> I'm just fucking yell at you and make you go lick ice cream at the supermarket. I'll berate my downline. <laughs> Bricks, um, that was a that was a pretty good what's in the box reveal. Um, he's a little verbose. Um, so I felt like it was kind of meandering <laughs> a little bit. Um, uh, yeah. Well, I mean, if we could just kind of naturally, I'm sure you time. do. Yeah, well, we will. We'll see what's there next time. Fuck it. <laughs> Maybe it'll be a chair and a rope. Yeah, it could have been like on this on the box this week. It's a bunch of fuck off <laughs> or no fuck yous. That's what that's what we were talking about earlier. <laughs> Yeah, well, maybe one of you guys just does it next week. How about that? Let's do that next week. It could just be a book or a letter you've written about how I should live my life better. <laughs> this is what happens when you're not here, Hunter. Oh, we could, we could, yeah, like since Hunter. Yeah, we could, we could, we could, we could. We could add something to like a word, just be right, Hunter. I don't want to be right, Hunter, Kyle. I want to be right, <laughs> well, I'm talking about Josh and I, Brayden Hunter, and and then maybe you a little bit too. But so what? A normal fucking episode? Well, no, Hunter would be. Josh, feel free to cut Hunter. this at any time. Now I'm just angry. <laughs> Hunter, I feel like this is, I feel like this is off-air friendship stuff. <laughs> cut this. This will be. This will be Patreon or something later. <laughs> If we fucking make it yeah, that far. Because I'm about to lose a goddamn Mac computer. <laughs> <laughs>